Sunday, church. Are you ready to dive into your word? Are you ready for your mind to be renewed? Are you expectant? Are you leaned in? Can I just tell you, I have a word on my heart for each and every one of us. And can I just tell you, our whole team has been praying for you because we don't just do church, we are the church. And we're believing that the Spirit of God is going to breathe on every element that you experience today from the worship, to your time in chat, to our time in the Bible together. It is about to be transformative because when you say, God, use me, pick me, send me, take my life, I decrease so that you would increase, you just never know what's on the other side of that. And today, the word that I have on my heart is shift. Y'all ready to shift? You ready to shift? You ready to be changed? You ready to be transformed? You ready to move with the Spirit of God? We all are dealing with transition in this season, and some of us better than others. I'll tell my testimony a little bit later. I'm just going to keep it real with y'all because, hey, we're all in this together. We don't have it all figured out. We're all trying to put one foot in front of the other, but at least we showed up. At least you made it to church today in your PJs, in your sweatpants, or if you're like Dean Zhu, in your workout clothes because you just ran 25 miles. But other than that, most of us are in our, what we call in our house, our cozies, our comfortable clothes. But what I feel on my heart and what Earl has been preparing us for as a church is a shift. Many of you have experienced shift and job change. Many of you are dealing with shift and needing to change in the businesses that you lead. Some of you are dealing with shifting because you just went back to school and you're in college and you've been sleeping in all summer and all of a sudden it's time to shift. It's time to wake up, it's time to brush your teeth, it's time to get ready for class. For others of you, you've moved, you have a new space that you live in, and what worked in your last space isn't working in your current space. For others of you, you're in relationships and you've been kind of low-key quarantining, been around the same people day in and day out, and God is saying in order for you to survive, in order for you to thrive in this season, I need you to shift. Tell your neighbor at your house, in the chats, tell yourself if you're listening to this on a jog, I need to shift. I need to shift. The Spirit of God is moving. The world is changing day by day. And none of us want to be left behind. None of us want to be caught off guard and wake up one day and realize that the world before, as we know it has changed. We want to shift with what God is doing in this world because He is moving. He is on the throne. And even though there's heaviness, even though there's weights that we're all carrying, it doesn't mean that God's not present. It doesn't mean that he's forgotten about you. It is actually, he is behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, orchestrating a miracle on your behalf. We're about to jump into the word. You guys ready? You ready to jump into the word? Okay, shift. It means change or exchange. So ask God today, what do I need to change? What do I need to exchange? Other words for shift, move, transfer, transformation, move, transfer, transformation. What does God want to shift? What does he want to transform? What does he want to move in your life? Don't hold on to the old. God is wanting to birth something new in you. He's wanting to birth something new in your school year, something new in your neighborhood, something new in your family something new in your thought lives. But if we take our hands and we just kind of do that white knuckle it, I don't know if I can white knuckle. 
I don't know. <laughs> Is it a thing for me? I don't even know. But hold on really tight when we actually need to release. God is saying it's time to shift. So many companies that we all, many of us grew up on, and I'll, you'll know my age by some of these companies that I'm going to talk to you about. But there used to be a place. Okay, so we all love Netflix. We watch movies on Netflix. We watch our shows on Netflix. We watch, you know, Beyonce's new Disney special. Well, that was actually on Disney Stream or whatever. But we all watch Netflix. And it's awesome because you can watch new stuff. The new content is pretty amazing. But then you can also watch some of your favorite old shows. But before Netflix, and some of you, that's all you know, because you just got it like that. There's this thing that used to be called Blockbuster. I'm going to say it slow. Blockbuster. And it was a store that you had to drive to. And you get in your car, and you walk in, and there's cash registers, and there's rows and rows of movies. And if you're older, the movies were VHS. And that's basically like this thing that looks like a book, and you put it in this machine called a VCR, and it plays the movies for you. Yeah, that really was a thing. But then we progressed at Blockbuster, and they had DVDs, which is another thing. It's a circle. It looks kind of like a, like, a, like a pancake. You put that in a DVD machine, and you can watch movies on that. I know. Isn't that crazy? And this is what the movies look like in the store. Rows and rows. This is called a DVD. There would be rows and rows of them. You would open up the box, and sometimes it would be empty, and that would mean somebody checked out that movie. So you couldn't just stream it. But the reason why we don't talk about Blockbuster anymore is because guess what? I'm not throwing shade on them. I'm just letting you know what happens when you don't shift. The world went digital. Netflix actually approached them. Many of you know this story and said, hey, would you buy this little startup? Blockbuster was not ready to shift. They said no. Went bankrupt. We no longer have Blockbuster. There was another company called Kodak. Kodak is still in existence today, but Kodak used to be the thing. You would put film in your, you would buy the film for Kodak for your Kodak camera. You would go to CVS or Walgreens. You would fill out an envelope. You would put the film inside the envelope. Then you'd check back three days later, and they would develop your pictures. Well, the world went digital. Kodak wasn't about that digital life. They wanted to hold on to printing photos. And because they wanted to hold on to printing photos, there was, I'm giving you a history lesson to let you know what happens when you don't stay woke. When you get left behind, people will pass you right up. And now, listen, Kodak could have been on the forefront before Instagram. But because they were afraid to let go, they thought, if we progress, if we go digital, then nobody's going to want to buy our cameras. Instead of resourcing being digital, they put more money into cameras. People stopped buying as many cameras and printing photos, so they lost out. They didn't shift. Say to your neighbor, they didn't shift. God is calling us to shift. He does not want us to be left behind. I got another one for you. Yep. I'm just getting started. Another one. Borders Bookstore. Y'all know about Borders? We used to go to Borders. It was a bookstore. You get coffee. You look at magazines. You buy books. You can listen to music with headphones. Borders was actually started by two fresh young guys in college. So you can start off fresh. You can start off innovative. But then you start making that cash that paper. And then you think, I don't need to be inventive anymore. I don't need to shift. 
But guess what? Some of us listen to our books on audio. And we don't always go to the store to buy a paperback book. Some of us get them on Amazon. But Borders also didn't want to, you know, say it in the chat, say it to yourself. They didn't want to shift. They got left behind. Barnes & Noble bought them. And all their stores now are repurposed. And there's no longer a Borders. Guess what? If they would have shifted, if they would have changed, if they would have left the old and stepped into the new, we'd still be talking about them today. But they weren't ready. But God has called us to get ready because he is shifting things. He is changing things. And we want to be ready. And a leader in the Bible that had to deal with shifting was a man by the name of Joshua. Go with me to Joshua. We're going to get into the word. Everybody say shift. Okay. We are going to be a church. We're going to be a group of people that we are going to shift. Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant... The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. Moses, my servant, is dead. We're going to walk through verse by verse a bunch of Joshua, and we're going to find wisdom. We're going to find truth in these scriptures. Joshua had to make a decision. What he knew was Moses was in charge. What he knew that Moses was the leader. What he knew is he didn't always have to speak up because he needed to wait for what Joshua said. But guess what? Moses died. Guess what? Joshua's around Moses so that he could be the next, so that he could be a part of a shift, so that God could use him. So all that he saw Moses do, he was able to absorb that. And when Moses died, he had to make a decision. Am I going to shift Am I going to step into this new season or am I going to shrink back because I don't feel qualified? I don't do it how Moses did it. I'm afraid because Moses isn't here. What are people going to think? I don't, I don't have the experience that he had. He had to decide, I'm going to shift. And because he did, God did great things through him. And he had a story. He was actually a survivor. And many of you today are survivors. You've been through crazy stuff in your family. Some of you have dealt with abuse some of you are dealing with sickness right now. Some of you have felt abandoned. Some of you have felt alone. But just like Joshua, he dealt with those exact same things. But he had to decide my old way of doing things, my old crutch, my old security blanket, the things that brought me peace and comfort, like gathering in buildings weekend and week out, seeing my friends regularly, going where I want to go, when I want to do it, getting on planes, however I want to get on planes, going to concerts, all those things right now, for many of us in this season, in the way that they used to be, it's dead. And we have to decide, are we going to stay at home wrapped in a cuddly blanket, scared, waiting for it to go back to how it used to be, or are we going to shift and say, God, you're doing something you're at work. I can't see it all right now, but I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to go where you go. Shifting is not easy. You notice that shifting happened for Joshua right after a death, and death brings heaviness. It brings grief. It brings mourning. It brings a weightiness, but God asked him, even in the midst of that heaviness, even in the midst of great loss, he said, I need you to step up. And every time as I was studying this, I just kept telling myself, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. And when you find yourself wanting to go back to the old ways, wanting to go back to all you know, remind yourself, Moses is dead. 
in this season, I've personally had to shift. I've had to shift in my role as a wife. I've had to shift as a mom. Because in this season, my Earl is amazing. He's my very best friend. I literally have never met a human as amazing as him. He's just loves Jesus. He's forgiving. He's fun-loving. He's kind. He's always the first to say sorry, even when it's my fault. He's incredible. But in this season, we've had some heart-to-heart marriage talks, like real talks, where we just decided in the midst of this pandemic, let's tell each other the things that we can do better. It's not the best idea. It's not the best idea. But in the midst of that, I found out that there was some things that I was doing that I thought were supportive to him that actually were not supportive. So I had to decide, am I gonna, is Moses going to be dead? Am I going to hold on to what I knew before? Or am I going to shift with what the needs of my husband are in this season? I had to decide that. I had more confidence in how I used to be. It was easier. I could do it by heart. I could phone it in. I could write a book about being a supportive wife because literally it's my most favorite thing. But Earl in this season needed me to shift. So I had to decide, am I going to step into it? Or am I going to say, wait, what about how I used to be? Couldn't you just appreciate how I used to be? Why do you have to change? Why do you have to evolve? I had to decide, I'm going to be supportive, so I'm going to shift. And has it been easy? Nope. But am I growing? Yes. And I'm committed to growing. I'm committed to changing. So I challenge you, shift. I've had to shift in my parenting. We have a 5-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 15-year-old. And truth be told, I used to think, and I'm just letting you all into our life right now, just, just being real. Truth be told, I used to think, and don't judge me, and don't send me your favorite parenting books, and don't give any tips about when you're raising your teenager, because I'm good. I have great mentors in my life, but I won't be able to keep up with all of it, but I remember thinking as we were raising our oldest son, I had this lofty idea that if we raise him the right way, if we do all the bedtimes, if we go on all the family trips, we make all the memories at dinner, and we're super present, he's never going to want to go to a party He's never going to think a girl is hot. He's never going to want to be tempted. He's always going to want to be found in God's house, on fire, running after Jesus, only want to wear T-shirts that says, Jesus loves me. How about you? I literally thought if we did, don't judge me, but I thought if we did the right thing, that my son would never have those desires. But guess what? I had to shift in my parenting this summer and realize the win is not whether he wants to do those things or not. The win is when he does those things, when he goes to a party, are we raising him to stand tall then? Not raising him to not have the desire. I'm just letting you into my business and letting you know that I'm committed and I'm determined to shift because that's what God's called me to do and I believe it's what he's called you to do because guess what? Moses is dead, so let's get with it. Okay, we're gonna keep going. Verse three, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I've given you. This is God encouraging him. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including the land of the Hittites. Basically, God had all this land that he had promised them. He needed Joshua to lead the way to get him there. And the land belonged to them, but he needed a leader. He needed someone to shift to help lead and guide the people. And I was asking myself, I wonder how much land that was. So we have on our staff this, what, who we call the resident Bible scholar, it's Garland. He's amazing, he and his wife. And so I emailed him and I said, how much land was that? And he was like, well, 
It's about the size of Montana. So that's what they got, something about the size of Montana. And verse 5, it says, as they're getting ready to go, as they're getting ready to shift, as they're getting ready to move forward, God says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. That is for someone right now. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Relationships have failed you. People have failed you. What you thought would be your story, your testimony, your narrative has failed you. But guess what? God will never fail you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He is always with you. And even when life is at its very worst, he's still present. You just have to cry out to him. You have to say, Father, I need you. I don't see you right now. I don't feel you right now. Would you come? And peace will flood your home. Peace will flood your heart. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Someone needs to write that on their window. Someone needs to write that on their journal. Someone needs to put that on a sticky note on their way to work because they're going to a job or a boss where they feel misunderstood. They feel frustrated. But guess what? God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. These same words that he gave to Joshua, they're the words for you today. They're the words for me today. I love this. His promises are, I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Another promise is no one will be able to stand against you. So you have that presentation at school this fall. You feel like you're a little dusty because you've been posted up on the couch, all these Netflix story after story after story after show after series, and you feel like, I don't have it. But just tell yourself, God will not abandon me. He is with me. He has gone before me, and I'm going to conquer this territory. I'm going to conquer this company. I'm going to conquer this test. I'm going to conquer this fear, not in my own strength, but with the strength that comes from Jesus Christ. Verse 6. Be strong. We all need the strength of the Lord in this season. And courageous. How many of us need courage? Me. I have a dentist appointment coming up, and I need all kinds of courage. All kinds. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. When I was reading this, it said, you are the one. You are the one that is called to lead your family. You are the one that is called to lead your business. You are the one who's called to crush it in school. You are the one that God wants to heal. He is saying, you are the one. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. I will not abandon you. You are the one. Tell yourself, I'm the one. And I dare yourself to say that when you don't feel like you're the one. Because it's even more powerful. It's easy to say, I'm the one, after you get the promotion. But can you still say, I'm the one, when somebody chews you out and you feel misunderstood? But guess what? Even then, God says, you're still the one. Verse 7, you know what, before I go to verse 7, I'm going to, we're going to just go on a road trip in this scripture, and we're going to take an exit, and we're going to talk about Judges 6-4 for a second, because Gideon, just like Joshua, didn't feel like they were the one, felt scared, and many of us in this season have felt scared, have not felt equipped for what God has called us to do, but people in scripture have gone before us and felt the same emotions we feel. It says in Judges 6-4, Gideon didn't think he was the one. It's wild how people can look at your life. They can look at your Instagram. They look in your stories. They can look at your feed. And they can think, oh, they're the one. They know they're the one. They wake up singing, I'm the one. The soundtrack of their life is, I'm the one. I'm the one. Hey, I'm the one. But really, we don't know the doubts and the fears and the weights that they carry. 
And so don't neglect people that seem like they're the one and that they know that they're the one. Actually lean into them because they need your encouragement. They need the hope that you can give them. They need that scripture that you can text to them. They need to be reminded. Even the strongest people need to be reminded that they are the one. Gideon. The Lord turned to Gideon because he didn't think he's the one and said, go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of Midian. Am I not sending you? Someone needs that word today. Go in the strength you have. And that strength comes from Jesus Christ. Go forward and strengthen your marriage. Go forward and strengthen your business. Go forward and strengthen your pursuit for restoration in that relationship. Go forth in strength. Just like God told Gideon, he is telling you that today. And the thing is, Gideon thought, well, I'm the youngest. I'm the weakest. How are you going to choose me? And God said, go in the strength of the Lord. Just because it seems like somebody has it together doesn't mean that they have it together. And you may be feeling, comparing yourself against other people who are feeling weak just like you are. But today, God is saying to all of us, if we feel on top of the mountain or if we feel at our lowest lows, he's saying, go in the strength of the Lord. And I need you to shift in your mindset. Your old mindset was a victim. A woe is me. Nobody thinks I can do it. I don't think I can do it. The last time I tried, I failed. The last time I tried, I'm falling. I messed up. I disappointed people. But God is saying you need to shift that mindset. You need to go in the strength of the Lord. He's saying I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I've not forgotten about you. When you were crying, I was right there crying with you. When you felt disappointment, I felt disappointment. When you were on your knees crying out to God and you couldn't even get any more tears out, I was right there with you wiping the tears. So would you just acknowledge my presence? Would you acknowledge me when you're in the storm because I'm there and I need you to acknowledge me because I have chosen you. I have set you aside. I have handpicked you. I see the outcome. You don't. So would you put your trust in me? God is with you. He says, go in the strength of the Lord. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave to you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Okay. With this whole pandemic we've all been walking through, life has been a bit of a hot mess. Many of us are asking, can I have a 2020 do-over? And what I'm noticing in so many of us is we're forgetting what Moses said. We're forgetting what God said. We're forgetting, we're forgetting that we, who we are. And we're settling. We're making crazy decisions in relationships. We're making major life changes when we're not even in our right mindset because we've forgotten who we are. And God is saying that I have called you. I've handpicked you. Do not settle. Do not camp there. I need you to shift. Sometimes when life hits and a crisis happens, you go back to those old wineskins. You go back to those old habits that used to give you comfort. But God wants to give you new habits in this season, and he wants to remind you of who you are. You are not a one-night stand. You're not someone that stalks people in their DMs. You're not someone who parties every single night and drowns their sorrows in alcohol. You're not someone who finds comfort and peace in pornography. You're not someone that verbally abuses people in your life. You're not someone that cheats. You're not someone that's plagued by fear. You're a child of God. You're set apart. He loves you despite your shortcomings. He is for you, not against you. So he is saying, would you ask for peace? Would you ask for healing? Would you remind you that even in the midst of your sin, I have called you, I know you, I've picked you, and I've not forgotten you or forgiven up on you. Somebody needs to be reminded who they are. 
Because many of us have forgotten and God wants to remind us. It's time to shift. It is time to shift. Be strong. Be courageous. You are the one. Verse 8. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in everything that you do. We need the word of God. We need scriptures. We need community. We need our connect groups. We need face-to-face interaction. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be transparent. And we need to find ourselves. I need to find myself in scripture, in God's promises. Because there's plenty of people who went through exactly what we went through. And you can find it in the Bible. There's some crazy stuff that went down in scripture. And God still picked people. God still used them. He didn't choose perfect people. He chose people like me and you. And so it's time for us to shift. It's time for us to step into what he's called us to, not to look back, not to hold on to the old ways of things. Like I said before, Moses is dead. God has picked us. He's equipped us. He's called us, and he is just getting started. I love this. Stay in that word. Stay in it. Even if you have to listen to it on audio in the car, it is, that's still scripture. It's still scripture. Just because if you don't take out the pages and have your highlighter and three hours with your journal and your coffee and your worship music, you can still have a quality, quiet time just listening to it. Because some people aren't readers and their minds are too active and they just can't stop and just think, oh, I'm just going to stop and read my Bible right now. Hey, that's okay. Listen to it. It's beautiful. It's scripture being read over and over again. It's beautiful. And for those of you that are having trouble sleeping in this season, Listen to the Bible and just audio and just let God's promises just wash over you. Verse 9, this is my commandment. I'm saying it again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This part of the message, I'm envisioning us getting ready to shift. And I'm envisioning God helping us pack to get ready to shift. And I'm envisioning him telling us what to bring and what to pack on this journey, on this adventure to shift. And I have some things that I want us to remember to pack. God said, I want you to pack that you're strong and that you're courageous. You gotta bring that with you if you wanna shift. Don't try to shift on your own. Don't even do it. You gotta remember, you gotta pack that I'm strong and courageous because there's gonna be plenty of times on this adventure, on this ride of a lifetime called shift that you're not gonna feel strong. So you're gonna need to remind yourself, I'm strong, I'm courageous. You need to remind yourself, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. That's something you got to pack along this journey if you want to shift because guess what? There's going to be times that you're discouraged. There's going to be times that you're afraid and you're going to have to remember, I'm not supposed to be because God has gone before me. And if I do get that way, I'm going to reset. I'm going to shift and say I have the mind of Christ. God, do something powerful in me. Also, we need to pack and remind ourselves, I am with you. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Verse 10, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp. So here he is leading, not leading when it was convenient, not leading when it was easy, not leading full of faith at times, but leading out of obedience. That is something so beautiful about the story of Joshua. He was obedient to God's promises, and he was a type and foreshadow of Jesus Christ, actually. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, Go through the camp. Tell the people to get their provisions ready. 
In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land your God is giving you. Tell the people, get their provisions ready. We're going on a journey. We're going on an adventure, and we are shifting, church. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm shifting. Tell yourself on the jog as you listen to this, I'm shifting. Tell people in the chat if you're watching this live, I'm shifting. Text three friends and say, I'm shifting. Say, Moses is dead. And then when they write you back and they say, who is Moses? You can say, my old way of doing things is dead. I'm stepping into the new and I'm shifting. And I want you to hold me accountable. But I'm not going to do it in my own strength. I'm going to do it in the strength of the Lord. And I need you to go with me. I'm getting my provisions ready. I'm cleaning out my kitchen of all the things that were crutches in this season. I'm cleaning out my computer of all the things that were crushing that were crutches in this season because I'm getting ready to shift. I'm getting ready to be in position where God has called me to be. I'm getting ready to shift and I need my friends, I need my people to remind me that God has not given me the spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind because I know he's gone before me and even when I feel weak, I'm gonna remember I'm strong, I'm courageous, he is with me, he has called me, he is for me. Are you ready to shift? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to let go of the old and step into the new? I know I am, and I can't wait to see what's on the other side. Get your provisions ready, because you can't pack everything. You can't pack that relationship that you know you're not supposed to be in when you're called to shift. You can't take that old fear and judgmental spirit onto your new job when you've been called to shift. You have to leave that behind and pack the things that you know will give you strength and give you peace and give you grace. It says in Isaiah 43, 19, as we prepare to close, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He is doing a new thing. And since he's doing a new thing, why are we holding on for dear life to the old? He is doing something new. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He is doing something new in your marriages. He's doing something new in your thought life. He's doing something new in your neighborhood. He's doing something new in your families. He's doing something new with all that he has on the other side of this pain that you've been through. He is doing something new. Do you not see it? I'm praying right now that scales would fall off of your eyes. I'm praying right now that you would remind yourself who you are in Christ. I'm praying right now that Moses would be dead and we'd step up with a Joshua spirit, that we'd take possession of the land, that we'd let go of the old things and step into the new, that we wouldn't be defined by our past, we wouldn't be defined by our mistakes, but we put our hope and our trust in God. And as we surrender, watch what happens. Watch what God does. Watch what chains fall. Watch what miracles happen. Watch what blind eyes unfold before your very eyes. Watch what God does when you say, I'm going to shift. I don't want to fall behind. I don't want to blockbuster life. I want to step into the future full of faith, full of conviction, full of boldness, full of trust peace I want to be lockstep with the spirit of the living God and when the cloud moves I'm gonna move when the cloud says stay I'm gonna stay when the cloud says pray I'm gonna pray when the cloud says kneel I'm gonna kneel when the cloud says worship I'm gonna worship when the crowd says cry I'm gonna cry when the cloud says pray I'm gonna cry out for revival I'm gonna cry out for breakthrough I'm gonna cry out for miracles when the cloud says intercede for the next generation who is plagued by pornography, 
in Jesus.